A very warm welcome to the Soul Traders Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the business of private podiatry. Here is your host, Damien Murray. Hello and welcome back to the Soul Traders Podcast. Very warm welcome. We're now on number five. I hope that the previous four have been some help to you. And in today's episode, I want to talk about fast-tracking your future in podiatry, where we're going to be looking at two models to achieve a band-aid salary and comparing the NHS with private practice. Now, I want to start by saying I'm not anti-NHS. I am pro-private practice. That's the nature of the business that I'm in. And obviously, the Soul Traders podcast is about going from startup through to exit of a podiatry practice in in, in the private sector. I would like to make that point at the start that please don't feel that I'm anti-NHS, quite the opposite. In fact, we had an incident in our clinic in Cardiff where we had to fast track a patient in who, if we did not have the NHS services and the skills of the NHS podiatrist, certainly would have lost a limb last week and possibly his life. So I'm very pro the NHS. That was very much out of our out of our remit and out of our skill set. So therefore, I just wanted to make that point loud and clear before I go on with the rest of this podcast, which is how to fast track your future and achieve a band-aid salary within three to five years. So we need to look at what is a band-aid salary. So uh, a band-aid salary uh, on the NHS pay scale is anywhere between about 51000 uh, and nine, uh, sorry, ninety six thousand. Um, and I feel in private practice that you, we should be pitching for around about a band eight C within three to five years of running a private practice. It's very achievable. That's what we aim to achieve at Footmedic Group, and that really puts you somewhere between uh, a salary of seventy to eighty one thousand pounds a year. Now. <clears throat> The distinct contrast between private practice uh, and NHS is that in private practice, there are no limitations on your ability to achieve a better salary. And whereas within the NHS, obviously, there are limitations based on what banding you start off and then how you're able to apply for different banding jobs, the availability of different bands in your area, uh, and the opportunities that arise and the skills that you need to be able to achieve to get those positions. I want to take a little look at the difference in, in how creating your own opportunity and relying upon opportunities that that arise, if you like, can really fast track your career. So I'm going to Let's just take a quick look on the uh, NHS Jobs website, which is jobs.nhs.uk. And I typed in the word podiatrist, and I can see that there are 95 listings. So at the time of recording, which is the 25th of October, there are 95 podiatry or podiatry-related jobs uh, on this website. And then I'm able to filter through by banding. And when I click on all of the uh, Band-Aid jobs from A uh, A to D, uh, there are two that are available. Um, One uh, has a salary of £51,000 a year, and the other one has a salary of £82,000 a year. So there are two jobs available at a Band-Aid and above out of a possible 95, which gives me just over 2% of the 
NHS jobs available for podiatrists at the pay scale that I'm looking to achieve? I don't know about you, but I don't particularly like those odds. I feel that it's just over 2% uh, of jobs available in England and Wales. So we took the greatest land mass, England and Wales. I don't think it applies to Scotland and Ireland, but I took the greatest land mass as an example. I don't particularly like those odds. I feel that when I've gained certain experience that I should be reimbursed for it. I should have a salary that reflects my ability. Perhaps this is why we've got a recruitment problem in podiatry. Perhaps students that come in through looking at podiatry as an option, as a career, are savvy enough to go on the NHS jobs website, look at the salaries, uh, look at the progression, the, av- the availability that's there to progress up the banding system and think, I, I could be spending the next 20 years uh, waiting to uh, fill dead men's shoes. Perhaps this is partly what's going on. People are savvy. Students are savvy. Maybe this is something that we need to address. But personally, my my role is to champion private practice. And when I was presenting this at the Footmedic Partners Conference uh, earlier this month, we looked at just this because I felt that if somebody is brave enough to start their own business, brave enough to start their own private practice, take on the responsibilities of employing people, growing their practices, working hard, sometimes working 50, 60 hours a week, not only being a great clinician, but learning all the business skills that go with it and all the responsibilities that come with it. And if that's you and you'll take on that amount of responsibility, I feel personally that you should be paid at the appropriate level. And the reason why I feel that you should be played at a band 8C level is because if you look at the NHS's description of a band C, it is the head of clinical service. Basically, this is somebody that runs a clinical service within the NHS. If you're a private practitioner running your own practice, you are running a clinical service and you should be paid appropriately for it. So I'm pitching that our private practitioners should be earning at least 70 to 81,000 pounds a year uh, under the foot medic model. Now, some of you might be saying, look, this is all very fanciful. It sounds good. The reality is a lot different. And yeah, the reality across the country is a lot different. And it's just the way that podiatrists manage their businesses. They Podiatrists, by by their very nature, are caregivers. And they go into podiatry because they, they are caring people and they're very good at what they do. They're not necessarily brilliant at business, and that's no disrespect. Um, but ultimately, you are trained to be a podiatrist. You're not trained to run a business, and it's the business side that you really need to start focusing on. And if you do, um, these salaries are, are not just uh, achievable. They can be surpassed. Now, in this next section, I want to demonstrate to you how these salaries can be achieved by looking at the pay slip that you would receive uh, if you were an NHS employee and the business breakdown as to how you would achieve the same level of pay if you were in private practice. Now, podcasts are not particularly good for this uh, sharing of data. And I know obviously many of you listen to the podcast when you're out and about driving, walking the dog, hand gliding or whatever you do in your spare time. So don't worry, everything that I'm going to describe in the next couple of minutes 
although the figures will be coming quite quickly, you'll be able to view the data if you visit uh, this episode at soultraders.net and you can go through this in, uh, in your own time. So looking at the data, we're going to take a band 8C salary with somebody with one year's experience. So this is an annual salary of £70,470. Now, the salary breaks down into obviously what you have as your gross pay and then your net pay and, and, how, and how that looks in your monthly pay slip. So in a monthly pay slip, this, this annual salary of just over 70000 would show as a gross salary of £5,868. From that, you would have a pension deduction. We all know that the NHS and have an excellent pension of £733.51. You would pay a higher band of NI on that at £638. You would be taxed, uh, again, because it's a good salary, at £817.41. So your take-home pay, what would it be put into your bank account, would be £3,678.43. And that's based on an annual salary. So if you see these jobs advertised in the NHS at 70000 that's what you would expect to take home every month. And there's a little nest egg, not a little, a good nest egg, building up in your NHS pension of £733 per month. Now, how does that contrast to private practice? So the figures are going to be exactly the same. However, you're going to find this surprising. If you are able to pay yourself the same salary, 70417 again, you should gross your 5868 You should have a pension that reflects the NHS of 733 You should pay the same amount of tax. You should pay the same amount of NI, and you should essentially take home the same amount of money. But you don't. And this is the bit that I really want you to sit up and listen. I said previously that the NHS take-home pay was £3,678.43. A podiatrist in private practice that awards themselves the same income would actually take home, that is, in their pocket, £5,033.85. And that's because the pension of £733.51 would be paid by the company the tax, albeit higher, at £834.23, is only marginally higher by about 20 quid. But the NI is reduced from £638.73 to £39.91. And the reason why you can take almost £1,400 more in your bank if you're working in private practice and awarding yourself the same salary is because most private practices are built on being limited companies. With limited companies, you don't pay tax on the first £12,570. So you're only going to pay dividend tax on the remaining £57,874. Your company is going to pay uh, your pension contribution, which matches the NHS at £733.51 plus your NI contribution, which makes your take-home pay approximately £1,400 more 
than if you were working in the NHS for the same perceived salary. This gives you food for thought about potential benefits of working in private practice. Because if you consider, going back to what I said earlier, there are only approximately just over 2% band eight and above jobs in the NHS currently, but the opportunities are limitless for you to maximize your salary in private practice. Plus, for the perceived same salary level, the way that the uh, tax and pension contributions are worked out in private enterprise compared to working for the NHS, you don't even have to achieve the same pay to achieve the same pay level. Now, I know some of my listeners will be saying, Damien, this is all very good in theory, but I've been running a private practice for some years now, more than three to five years, and I'm not achieving uh, this uh, level of salary. And without going into uh, the business of running let's say, a financially optimized private practice, because that's from another podcast. What I would simply say is that if you look at a rule that you should be turning over three times what you expect to take out as your salary, if you're aiming for £70,000 a year and salary, you should be turning over a practice that is doing £210,000 a year, which say may seem like a, a big figure. But I'm going to break that down even further for you. So £210,000 a year, if you divide that by 48, which represents the average amount of weeks that worked in a year, so 48-week week year, that would mean that you would need to be turning over £4,375 a week. Again, seems like a large figure. And then let's break that down to a five-day week. It means that you're going to be earning £875 per day. Now, some of you might think, I don't earn £875 per day. Uh, We're a routine practice. We just see routine patients. And and I'm happy doing that. So I'm not going to achieve this salary. And all I'll say to you is, I will end the podcast on this little thought, that if you are just doing routine patients and you're only working five days a week, and you're seeing on average 14 patients per day, and the average price that you charge your patients is £40, you are earning £560 per day. That's not a million miles away from the £875 that I've just quoted. In fact, it's just £315 away. Now, if you want to find out how you can find the extra £315, then I'd like you to drop me a line because. At the Foot Medic Group, we focus on practices earning over a thousand pounds a day. It's proven to be achievable. So there's no reason if your practice is not affording you a band eight salary, why that can't be achieved. I don't do much of this on this podcast, but I would ask you to reach out uh, to me at the Foot Medic Group, info at footmedicgroup.com.uk, and I'll happily show you how we achieve this with our partners. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that gave you some things to think about. If you're currently starting in private practice, I think that's quite exciting. If you are currently in private practice and you're not achieving these figures, it's certainly something that you can be achieving. 
And finally, if you're looking to exit your private practice and you are achieving these figures, then you've got a great practice to tell. So that brings me to the end of this podcast, and I would like to thank you for listening. I value any of your comments and feedback. You can contact me through all the various social channels that I post this podcast on, or uh, you can contact me direct at soultraders.net. Until next time, take care of yourselves, and thank you for listening. Hi, it's Damien here again. If I could just have one more minute of your time to let you know what's new in 2024, I'm excited to announce that the Footmedic Group are expanding their partnership clinics throughout the UK and Ireland. If you are an established clinic, please keep your eye out for our partnership prospectus that will be landing on your doorstep over the next couple of months. If you're a startup or simply can't wait for the snail mail, head over to footmedicgroup.co.uk Click on Partnerships and download our prospectus today. We are looking for people who are serious about starting, growing, managing or exiting their practices. If you are, then don't miss this opportunity as we can only work with one practice in your area. And if you're wondering what all this costs, I can tell you that last year, all Footmedic partners grew by an average of £31,243, with our fees starting at 297 per month our partners achieved a 777% return on their investment. The Footmedic Group is a win-win partnership, and that's why it works. Thank you for listening.